Good morning, everyone. Shalom Aleichem. Bruchem Abayim. Welcome to... Uh, uh, welcome, Rabbi Isaac. Welcome, everybody. Uh, it's a pleasure to see everyone. Today, we're going to continue in the first year of Perkei Yavis with the commentary of Rabbeinu Yoyna. We're up to Perak Aleph, Mishnah Dalet. Perak Aleph, Mishnah Dalet. Now, um, as many of you know, Matzai Shabbos, we're going live. Our campaign will be for 48 hours. Uh, you could go to charity.com slash MMH, Machon Maget Harakia. And uh, please, um, for those who participate in the Shiurim, uh, you could be Mechazika so that we should be able to uh, continue to share Devei Torah and Gezint. Um, you could go to our site, RabbiDG.com, whatever you could do to participate. There's still time to set up a team page. If you don't know how to do that, you should learn how to do that. If you learn how to, this year I know is for the young Israel of Kew Garden Hills primarily, and we have a lot of people who are, uh, they, they, they were born before the advent of this technology. But the advantage, friends, of setting up the team page is you will very quickly, you will become 20 years younger. Okay? It's like an elixir. You will go back in time. Okay. Welcome, everyone. Pirkei Avois. Parak Aleph, Mishnah Dalet. Yoisi ben Yoyezer ish Tzereda v'yoisi ben Yochanan ish Yerushalayim kibul mehem. Yoisi ben Yoyezer, man of Tzereda. Yoisi ben Yochanan, man of Yerushalayim, received from them. Yoisi ben Yoyezer ish Tzereda Oimer. Yehivezcha beizvad lachachamim. Your house should be a house of gathering for the sages. Vehevi misabek ba'afar agleim. You should wrestle in other words, you should cling to the dust of their feet. You sh- your house should be a place where sages gather. You should be sitting in the dust of their feet. They have a shoysa vatsama estivrehem. And you should drink with thirst their words. So this is a, a, re- a um, reality shift in terms of our perspective to Tamid Chachamim. Now I remember, I once had a Shalom Zachar, and there was always a guy, he would schedule coming to the Shalom Zachar before I would get there, so he would not have to hear my five-minute Dvar Torah. I knew he had it like clockwork, because chas v'sholem to, to hear, not that, not that I'm a Chacham, but, you know, uh, at the end of the day, someone says a Dvar Torah, so it's something you should thirst for. You know, the fish, when the water comes down and it rains, they jump out of the water to grab the drop. Because fish understand how important water is and they can't live without water, so for them, every additional drop is valuable. It's someone who doesn't appreciate the value of Torah, so to them, another insight, you know, often, we'll hear somebody speak and say, oh, I heard him say that already. You know, if you look in the Svarim of Many of the G'daylem, so they have certain Devei Torah, uh, let's say, Tav Reish Pei Aleph, and then Tav Reish Pei Beis. They, in the Sefer, they say the same Devei Torah, and Tav Reish Pei Gimel, they say the same Devei Torah. So you say, oh, why is he doing it again? The answer is, if you don't appreciate what the, what the Tzaddik is doing, then you say, oh, I heard that already. But if you have appreciation for it, then you realize that, okay, the second time, 
There's a different angle, a different viewpoint, a different, a different perspective. Ein beis hamedrash belichidosh. It's very interesting. I once heard from one of my rabbeim, Rabbi Yaman Luban. He quoted the Chassid Yavitz that it says by the Haftorah of Parshas Hachodesh that when a tzaddik, when a nasi walks into the beis hamikdash, he goes in, and then he's supposed to leave in the same way he came in. Mashenkin, when the Hamoinam goes into the base of Mikdash, they go in the north, they leave the south. They go in the east, they leave the west. So the Chassid Yavitz explains like this. For someone who doesn't have appreciation for Ruchnias, and they look at things superficially, so they, they saw the Menorah. So if they're going to go back the same way they came in, they're going to say, oh, I saw the Menorah already. I saw the Menorah. So they're not going to get anything from it. So they have to see the Mizbech and the Shulchan. But someone on a higher Madrega actually will gain more by looking at the same thing he already saw and probing it deeper. It's the same thing in learning. You know, if someone is learning on a more exter- external level, says, okay, I know, I know this something, I know this blot. Okay, next. But somebody who sort of appreciates what he learns, so then he could go back to the same thing and dig deeper. You know, I come from a yeshiva where they, they don't cover a lot of ground. And people say, you know, maybe it's limiting, but I, I say that my Rabbeim, they're so great, they don't need to see more. You see, we're not on such a high level, so we have to move on to like, always see new things, new, you know, new, new ideas, new svarim. I say, my Rabbeim, they're so great, they could look at the same line of Toysvis and they go deeper, 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 deeper. So it's a madrega. Anyway, let's see where, and then, we should drink with thirst their words. <coughs> Says Rabbi Yoyna, Yosi ben Yoyezer Sredov, Yosi ben Yochanesh Yusham Kibbalahim. Who did they receive from? Shimonat Sadik. Shimonat Sadik was Mishiori Knesset Sagdoila. Antignois Ish Soichai was Makabal for Shimonat Sadik. And Yosi ben Yoyezer, Yosi ben Yochanan, accepted from. Them, Shimonat Sadik and Antignois Ishsoichai. Now that's very interesting. Because Antignois Ishsoichai was Mikabal for Shimonat Sadik. But Yosef and Yosef and Yosef and Yosef they weren't only Mikabal from Antignois, they were also Mikabal from Shimonat Sadik. Maybe Rabbeinu Yonah doesn't say, but it seems like maybe they learned from the Grand Rebbe, and when the Grand Rebbe passed away, they learned from his student Antignois as well. Be it as it may, look at Rabbeinu Yana. Yosef and Yosef, Amar Yehbez Chabes Vadlechacham, Ratzu Amar Bayis Sheyiskabtu L'Sham HaChachamim, Kasha Yitzorcha L'Dabra Zemza. When rabbis need to get together, they do it in your house. Ve'ein Zeh Ela Beves Adam Gadol V'Chosha, that would only take place in the house of an important person. V'She'im Beves Adam Pachos, because if it's in the house of a lesser person, Kasha Yomru L'Chacham, if you tell the sage, okay, go to his house, he's not going to want. Because the, it might be lowly in his eyes to go to that house. This is a very interesting thing. You should, your house should be open to the Chachamim. According to Rabbeinu Yoyna, what does that mean? It means you should be someone who the rabbis are going to want to go to your house. Now, practically speaking, I mean, like, rabbis don't go to anybody's houses to talk to each other. You know, 
What, when do Chachamim even get together? Okay, maybe they have a, a meeting, so they go to the Aguda offices. You know, what, of what relevance or significance is it that you should be, uh, your house should be a house of It sounds like you should make yourself a, as great as you can so that if Chachamim would ever need to get together, you would be the kind of person because of your greatness in Torah, because of your midos toivos, that the Chachamim would want to gather in their house, in your house. Rabbi Yonah continues, You should wrestle in the dust of your feet. What does that mean? You should stand up for them. You should honor them. Because their derech was to stand for the sage. Some of them would sit on the benches in the base medrash. Some would sit on the floor. Meaning like this. In the base medrash, some people sat on a bench and some people lowered themselves further that they actually went down and sat at the feet of Tamid Chachamim. They sat at the feet of the Rebbe. That's what one should do. All the days that that student served while he was sitting, I served standing. This is what it means. You should honor all creatures. Honor the Chachamim. You should always honor the Chachamim. Let's say you see a Chacham walking in the street. He's walking by himself. That's not covered for the Talmud Chacham to walk by himself. You should walk him home. Why well, should I walk him home? Nobody walks me home. Yeah, but he's, he represents the Torah. He represents the Torah. It deserves our honor. It requires, it obligates our honor. Because the most valuable commodity we have, even though most people would say it's money, but actually, the most valuable commodity that a person has is covet. The ability to give covet. The ability to give covet is more valuable than the ability to give money. And the proof is, there are many, many people, most people would do a lot, would pay a lot of money for covet. Right? People pay money for covet. A lot of contributions that people make is for covet. So covet actually is more valuable to people than money. So as important it is to support Torah, it's more important to be Mechabe Torah. Because by being Mechabe Torah, you're basically saying the Torah is the most important thing in the world. Because it's deserving of my most valuable asset, namely Kavit. Since Kavit is basically, in other words, what's the most expensive thing you own? It's not your money. Because Kavit is more valuable than money. So if you give the Kavit to Torah, what you're doing is you're Rabbeinu Yoyna writes in um, Shari Tshuva, when you're Mechabe Torah, you're basically acquiring the greatest possible zuchus you can in this world. Did you know that? You know, in a way, the most important thing that a Jew could do in his lifetime is be Mechabe the Torah. Because what what is our objective in this world? To sanctify Hashem's name. To say that the service of Hashem is the most important thing in the world. So by giving kavod to the Torah, 
you're declaring that the most valuable thing in this world is Avodas Hashem, and those who serve Hashem are worthy of of Kavod. And then Rabbi Yonah says, Rabbi Shosu b'Tzamos Zereim. The Zeh Kamaishanav. This is what it says: Nefesh Seveya Tavos Noifes, a satiated soul despises honey. You ever eat so much that you can't even get another morsel in your mouth? It's disgusting to you. Your soul. You're, you dis, one could reach the point where he despises food. So somebody who is satiated despises sweetness. But someone who is starving, the nefesh re'eva called maramasak, someone who is starving, everything was bitter, all bitter things are sweet. Mishu sovea midivei Torah, one who is satisfied from words of Torah, ve'en chev bahen. And he doesn't want them. Even if they tell him a pearl, his soul despises it. You ever, you know, people, you can't even tell them a dvar Torah. They're just not interested. The the they have much more important things on their mind than hearing a dvar Torah. Why? Because they don't desire Torah, they don't want Torah, they don't value Torah. So they're full. In their mind, they're full. If they're in their mind they're full, you could tell them the sweetest thing, it's disgusting to them. But there are some people, they thirst, they're yearning, they have such a chuka for Torah. One who's starving for it, and desires to hear it. Even if you tell him something, and it doesn't really make sense, but there's something he could glean from it. Yimtak with you, it will be sweet in his mouth, he'll rejoice in it. Shuhu yoidea shuemes, because he knows it's true. Acher sharabai omroi, because he knows his Rebbe said it. So that is Mishnah Dalid of Perkei Avais, Perak Aleph. And Be'ezus Hashem, we will continue more next week. Let me pull up the Tefillah Marmakai, nice.